This mm-hmm. wasn't the first time any of this stuff was happening, but I felt no. that more of the world was able to be exposed to it. And mm-hmm. a lot of people were angry. And a lot of people had a hard way dealing with it. And the yes. fact that you decided to channel this energy and say, okay, I'm going to use this momentum to something positive. To me, that accounts to your self-love journey because mm-hmm. what self-love really is, is, is a self-acceptance and yes. self-awareness. And once we are willing to accept ourselves and love ourselves for who we are, it does open up the willingness and the desire to now start doing things for others. Welcome to the Self Love Experience Podcast. I'm your girl, Shara Nicole. And today we have a very special guest, Dr. Katrina Sparks, my soror. And the girl who is making moves is about making moves, moving up, moving on, moving upward, moving all the way around. And I'm (laughs) excited to have you here because I want to talk to you about so many things that you're doing, so many of your accomplishments, been knowing each other socially, you know, social networking over the years, for many years. I mean, Mm -hmm. forever. About 10 plus. I'm going to say it's 10 plus. Yeah. I have just been really excited about the fact that you are moving to Ghana is that correct yes I will probably be moving to Ghana in the next I'm gonna say I don't want to put a time frame on it we're looking at within the next maybe three to four years so what is it that made you say you know what I want to visit and then go further to I'm willing to move here because I talk to a lot of people a lot Mm -hmm. of African-Americans and I don't know if it's been subliminal but somehow America has placed different thoughts and a lot of people don't have mm-hmm. the courage like they feel like we you have to be in America like I don't mm-hmm. know I don't know what's over there I don't I don't mm-hmm. know if I should go over there I don't wh- what will happen what about my family what is it like so did you have any of those thoughts or feelings or any type of like you know like nervousness or what was your experience when you made the decision that this is a place that I could stay Definitely because, of course, I live in New York. And if anyone who lives in New- resides in New York or anyone knows anything about New York, New York is a melting pot. It is a very diverse place. People come to New York from all over the world. I mean, we have a large African-American. We have a Caribbean, Latino population, Hispanic, uh, Asian, Middle Eastern, African population, many of my friends from Ghana, I have many friends from Nigeria, so I've always been exposed, immersed into the culture, whether it's the the language, I listen to the language, the names. My aunt was married, her husband was from Nigeria. Actually, they both have transitioned. I actually have some of his sculptures here that I kept like mass. And we would always talk when I was little, you have to go, you have to come to Africa. You always have to come to Africa. And when you're little back then, you know, you're young, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you see a lot of things from what we see on television. And sometimes the media doesn't give you the best picture of how something is. It doesn't depict it in a, in a positive way. Like any other um, countries, there are nice parts and there are parts that require, you know, you have poverty. It's everywhere you go. But um, for me, I guess it was just 
wanting to go and to be amongst my people. And I believe the year before last, that was the big buzz with Ghana because Ghana's always been around. And of course, I'm very close to a lot of our um, fraternity brothers and sorority sisters are from Ghana and different parts of Africa, Liberia, sort of from Sierra Leone, one from Kenya. So I talk and I'm always wanting to know. And it's like, you know, you got to come visit, you got to come visit. But last year was the year of the return. That was basically, they would tell everybody, everybody was going back and visiting Ghana and just Africa in general. And last year, they also started Afrochella, which is similar to Coachella. And they were showcasing a lot of their African musicians and their entertainers. A friend of mine went, actually saw of ours went, and she told me about it. She saw the pictures. I was like, okay, I got to go. Unfortunately, because of COVID, I was supposed to go this summer, so I had to put it on hold. But Ghana's always been in the back of my mind, the back of my mind, back of the mind. So again, started talking with friends, still talking and everything. Then the chapter started. We have a new um, sorority, Zeta Phi Beta has a, a chapter in um, Ghana, which was charted in August 29th of 2020. Now, this isn't our first African chapter now, right? No, it's not. But yes. for some reason... If my memory serves me correctly, if I remember my information correctly from all those decades ago, weren't we the first? Yes, we were. We were the first. Zeta was the first organization, the first organization to charter a chapter in Africa. And I'm actually, this summer, there was a retreat plan for um, Ghana Zetas, Liberia Zetas, Zetas from over in the motherland to get together. We're coming together. We have a retreat. So stay tuned because that's going to be more information. There's so much about Dr. Katrina Sparks I want you to know. One of the things that really stuck out to me is that in addition to all your degrees and all your successes, you, you, know, you started with African-American studies. That was one of your mm -hmm. initial majors. Now, I think you might have like a double major or did you do yes. one of those double majors in undergrad? Yes, I did. I started off, um, well, I always wanted to go into education. Um, I guess during my undergrad years, I was during the 80s and the 90s, everyone that was the whole uh, um, public enemy, you know, Black power, Black pride. I mean, it had been going on for years. That was just a time, uh, what do we have? Arrested Development, remember the group? Arrested Development, they were around. And it was just about Black people being conscious and being proud. So during that time, I started off as a speech pathology major and then attending like various different events, things about African-American people. And at that time, there were things that's going that were still going on, definitely with Africa and apartheid during South Africa. I believe during that time, that's when um, it was the whole end of apartheid movement. Mm -hmm. And Nelson Mandela had um, been released from jail after all these years. So, you know, Black people were woke, you know, during that time. They say now, but we were woke during that time. We were awakening, rather. And... It was just, I wanted to know more about what beyond what was taught in the history books. So again, um, attending events, reading books, um, fabulous professors. I had just conscious um, individuals who just were there for me and just were there for all, you know, all of, they wanted to see us succeed because they knew that this undergrad class that was coming in and the fact that we were going to college and we wanted to wanted more so they fed us they gave us the knowledge and it wasn't like they just fed it they gave you the information and said okay now I want you to research further so we went ahead and we researched further and they always provided as I guess what they say now they call it receipts now 
they gave us the receipts back then. We didn't have the technology back then like we have now, but we still had the books. You know, we went to the, we made sure we went to the library. They gave us different things, a lot of archives. And here in, um, we're in New York, we have a place called the Schomburg. And if anyone's familiar with the Schomburg, it's in Harlem. And Arthur Schomburg, of course, he was African-American, actually Puerto Rican. He developed a place with all different types of African-American artwork, this books, things that are not published anymore, anything you want to know about Black history, the connection with Native American, the indigenous people, with um, Afro-Cuban, uh, Latino, Black and African, um, the connection, whatever we were doing then during that time, whatever we're doing, things we do not read or we don't hear about unless we research, things we, we, they don't teach in the textbooks. Um, you can find at the Schomburg. So I spent a lot of days at the Schomburg because we were definitely told, go to the Schomburg, told, go to the Schomburg. Definitely did that. And I just fell in love with things. I just fell in love with my people all over again because I found out so many things that, so many things that we have done and continue to do, but we don't get the necessary recognition or we don't hear about it unless we read. I'm retiring in the next two to three years. So definitely I want to do something in education. There is a need definitely for education on the ground. Special needs population is my area of interest. My personal story is I am a mother of a son who was diagnosed with autism. He is 31, um, highly functioning, doing well. Um, I have a story to tell um, personally and professionally. So I've told my story here, it's been received, but I believe there's a need over in the motherland for women mothers, for parents to see a mother like me and to learn from me. And I want to do the testing. I want to work with the children. I want to see and offer them resources, provide them with the resources and things that they wouldn't get, they couldn't get over there, but now they have someone that is going to be on the ground. So that is something that I'm working on. I'm putting together a plan. And that is one of the, the things that I am passionate about. And I definitely want to work on. I definitely made a connection with um, one of our sources was there and I definitely want to work with the special needs population. So you're going to serve, you're going to, to work. You're going to make a difference. I'm definitely going to work. Um, it's a little bit of, you know, a little business. Definitely, definitely going over there to look to purchase. Uh, definitely um, to work, to have fun, to learn more about my culture, to learn about the people. And, and just, I want to just kind of like debunk this myth that, you know, there's a connection regardless. I don't care. You know, there's always been this, I guess, a friction about Blacks here in America and Africans in there. Like, there's always been this clash, you know, this back and forth that they don't like us or whatever. I want to debunk that. I think it's at the point, especially with the way this country is right now and everything we're going, in, going through right now, we need, we need to be more united because we can benefit. Because I'm sure... They have their own things that they're dealing with. And it's not that far off because they're in another, they're on the other side of the world. I'm sure they're dealing with a lot of things that um, we deal with over here. Um, I guess last year definitely was, you know, COVID. Um, we saw too many of our brothers that were murdered. And that just left the sour taste. And I'm going to be honest with you, when all of that was going on, Milwaukee case, and then it became the Brianna. I was like, at that point, I was just tired. I was sick. I was ready to pack up my bag and go then. That started putting things into perspective that I still have work to do here. But once I've done what I needed to do, I need to go over there and do that. I channeled all of that anger and that frustration into, okay, now you can protest. 
I could be angry. I could speak out about it. Okay, now what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do? So I started putting together a plan exactly what I wanted to do, what I'm going to do here, what I'm going to take as a Black woman and use my stuff and go over there and use it as well and make a difference. Right. Now, Katrina, I want to ask you about, like, who are you personally? Because what I'm hearing is, like, a lot of us were just upset with the things, with everyone actually being home and we're on lockdown last year and everyone being able to stop and see the stuff that we already know has been going on. This wasn't anything new. This wasn't mm -hmm. the first time any of this stuff was happening, but I felt no. that more of the world was able to be exposed to it. And mm -hmm. a lot of people were angry. A lot of people had a hard way dealing with it. And the yes. fact that you decided to channel this energy and say, okay, I'm going to use this momentum to something positive. To me, that accounts to your self-love journey because mm -hmm. what self-love really is, is, is a self-acceptance and yes. self-awareness. And once we are willing to accept ourselves and love ourselves for who we are, it does open up the willingness and the desire to now start doing things for others. You say you have the story, you have shared your story here. You're like, I think it's time for my story to move on. How did you get to that point? Because to me, I'm hearing someone who has a strong self-esteem, a healthy self-image. Mm -hmm. Again, we're all still works in progress. We're all still on the journey, but you're definitely at a state where you now can take all focus off of yourself mm -hmm. and start saying, how can I give back? And you can just let us know a little bit inside your personal world as to where and how you got to this point. I think that will really help the audiences listening today. You know, when you get to this point, it's just over years. I don't think it's just like you wake up one morning and go, okay, ah, you have an aha moment. And like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Life is in stages. We have the good, we have the bad, and we have the ugly. Okay, and I always say, regardless of that, what lessons have you learned? What are the lessons? What things are you going to do to make sure you don't do the same thing again? Things that you know that are not good or you shouldn't be doing? Or what are you going to take away from this? I like to journal. So I always kind of write down different things, whether it's sticky. Sometimes I even take those little sticky pads and I'll just stick it you know I'll stick them everywhere or I have those moments and I'm thinking about something and I post it on Facebook and I'll just leave it there and it's funny because certain times I'll say certain things and people must think that I take it I'm not taking it sometimes these are things like because sometimes I'll have moments like three o'clock in the morning I'll get up and like oh and something will cross my mind and I'll think about it and something will come out let me post this because I'm looking at it as me posting that that's a that's touching someone somehow or the other that person can relate to whatever the saying or whatever that quote is it took me a long time to be aware of who I am and to be comfortable of who I am and you know what I mean I know who I am and I have my uniqueness you know but you have to be comfortable it again it's in stages it's different for every person and again it depends on um, each person, whatever they've gone through. So whatever I've gone through, the things I've gone, I've gone through, the things I continue to go through, that's what shapes me in. I mean, there's no special formula. People say that all the time. Well, you seem confident. I am. I have my moments where, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, I'm self-doubt. I doubt myself. I'm like, am I really going to do this or whatever? We all do that. We question ourselves. It's nothing wrong with doing that. I question myself less now. And I just go ahead and just move forward and, and do it and try to help others. Yeah, so that's that that makes a lot of sense. 
Now, so still a lot of couple of things that just I'm like really trying to like pick at with you. <laughs> so one of the Go things right ahead. Noticed, one of the things that I noticed is the so you was honored by Essence magazine. Yes. Uh, many uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I'm gonna say I believe that was in 1996. I think you put 2000. I think it was nice. Was it two? No, no, no. It wasn't 1996. I'm sorry. It was 2006. See how yeah. I get my year. See, as you start to get, I'm not going to say older, older. As you start to get seasoned, those dates become blurry. Mm -hmm. So 2006. And it's funny when I came out, I'm going to say exactly what's going on through that life, because even though that was something popular, there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Okay. So that was 2006. And I believe I've always been, I'm a fan of Essence. I've always loved Essence. I feel now that they need to read, I don't know, they need to do something. They need to spark, no pun intended. They need to spark and bring Essence mm -hmm. back because it's so needed. It's so necessary. Essence, Jet, Ebony, those magazines are just needed, especially now what's going on. I think they're out here, out here, but they're not, you know, out like they should. Whoever, the, uh, the editors, they need to get out there and they need to revamp them and, and bring them out. Back to your question. It was 2006. Uh, during that time, um, I saw something. Um, do you have a side hustle? And, you know, when people think of side hustles, you know, you're making cookies or doing something else. I have several degrees. And my background was, I started off as a speech pathology major. And during that time, I went into special education because at the time, again, my son had been diagnosed and I was kind of following him on his journey. So I kind of put speech to the side. I had my credentials and everything, but never did it. Then I went and discovered early intervention, which was a supplemental income. They were looking for basically private contractors to go in and provide services for children from birth to three years of age. So that became my side hustle along with that. Um, ABA, which is Applied Behavior Analysis. So they interviewed me during that time in 2006. So at that time, I was in a relationship, rather dysfunctional. During that time when I came out, I was in the hospital and I was recovering because I suffered from fibroids and I still have them, but I had a myomectomy and I had that. So the surgery, I didn't take the anesthesia very well and all that. So all this time I'm supposed to be celebrating this essence thing. I had a boyfriend at the time who wasn't that supportive. You know, he was self-absorbed. Anything that I had going on or whatever, somehow or other, he turned it on him. So that was going on. I was in the hospital doing that. And then Essence comes out. So it was a good thing, but then it got overshadowed by everything else that was going on. So I did keep it. But my mom, her being, you know, I'm an only child, being it is, she took the, she said, well, give me the article or whatever. She said, I want you to take it to Staples once I got better or whatever. And I didn't get to enjoy it when it first came out. I really did not get to enjoy it the way I did. It took months later now I could look back on I'm like hey I could just add that to it now I enjoy it but back then when it was just fresh and new I couldn't enjoy it and let me also add during that time you know you have to be careful I know all, this happens to you as well everybody's not going to celebrate you okay and we know that I'm a person I can say congratulations and I, I believe what God has for you is for you what God has for me is for me and I had women who were considered I considered friends at the time to ask me well how did you get that how did they pick you and it wasn't like oh well how did you get that or whatever 
it was sort of like an indie. Like, well, may, and then I had one to say to me, well, maybe I should do that. And we have to be careful sometimes when we celebrate women. That is their moment. That was my moment. And during that time with the boyfriend from hell, the myomectomy, me being in the hospital, uh, recuperating, but I had the essence going on. But instead of women in the background saying congratulations or whatever, so-called friends, sisters, women of color, even, you know, telling asking me and questioning how I got that as to say that I wasn't deserving. So during that time I was questioning, well, dang, that made me feel, you know, you feel a little funny after that. You, you feel a little awkward after that. You don't get to enjoy it. I didn't, like I said, I didn't get to enjoy it until months later. By the time I had healed, I went on vacation. Then I got to sit back. Now I can enjoy it. But during that time I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> and I know that's the story. And actually this is the first time I'm ever telling the story to you. So you're hearing it here first, exclusive. <laughs> and I've always, the certain things I keep to myself. So I say that to say as women, we have to be very careful, our body language, what we say. For me personally, I could go to a woman and say, I see, congratulations, sister. I could say that. And because like I said, what's for you is for you. What's for me is for me. There's no remorse. I don't feel that should be for me because what's going to happen for me is going to happen. I'm going to get my, we all are going to get our acc accolades. Okay, we're going to go to get our rewards, our awards. Okay, we're going to get our kudos. But for that sister who's getting it at that time, let her get it, let her shine, be happy for her. Because, like I said, I always believe this is cliche as it may sound. If it's a win for you, it's a win for me, it's a win for all of us. We all win it. That's really what it is a win for one is a win for all, period. Yeah, so I don't understand. <laughs> the problem and one person winning doesn't mean you lose you didn't lose because they won i don't understand why that's an issue and, and i don't know if it's more amongst women than it is amongst men i i don't know but you didn't say anything about you know the brothers coming at you saying how did you get that no i didn't and when i look back on it now Back then, I didn't see it that way. I felt kind of like, this is supposed to be my friend. Supposed to be. My friend. And this is what, you know, she said to me. But looking at back at it, it had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with the article. It had to do with them and how they felt. And whether it was this, this is recognition or not, it would have been something else. So that was something in it that they were dealing with. And I hope that was a long time ago. That was back in 2006. And now we're, that's like 15 years later. So hopefully they've gotten their acts together and now they're in a better space where they now that they can celebrate and they don't have those type of feelings when they're saying things like that. I would like to think that they've grown because we've all grown. Thank you. Would you like to chat with me about this episode and any revelations that you had? Check out SharonNicoleSmith.com and look for the How You Doing blog and leave me a comment. If you would like to sponsor your business on the show, then head over to www.SharonNicoleSmith.com and send me a direct message.
anything that was said in this episode resonates with you or you want to support the self-love experience podcast you can do so by simply sharing this episode with five of your friends you can take a screenshot of the episode on instagram put it in your story tag me at mrs shire nicole i would love to hear from you and say hi if you're interested in not just listening to the self-love experience podcast but also watching us you can check us out on youtube on the life with ant and shire channel the self-love experience just has a new sponsor bookings.com where you can get your travel needs taken care of at a discounted price you can check the link in the show notes and start planning your next vacation today to be a part of the self-love experience tribe go to www.showernicolesmith.com to sign up where you get instant access to this month's free gift tips tricks tools and more to help you on your self-love journey i am shower nicole and may nothing but love come your way until next time <laughs>